The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light him up, light him up, light him up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. Saturday, March 4th, 2023. What did they used to do before cigars? Joining us is Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars as we light up a new and explosive cigar, the St. Patrick's Firecracker. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, Awarded the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row, the Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Welcome back, Mickey Pegg. Thanks for having me. This is great. All Saints Cigars and, and St. Patrick's. So there was All Saints, St. Francis, now St. Patrick. Is this the one of the sizes, the the firecracker comes out, and there could be a whole line of St. Patrick after this? I don't think so. Oh. I don't know about the trademarks. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, what do we have? A Candela. Yep. Baba pole. Candela and what? Yeah, so it's a squirrel wrapper. Squirrel. So what we did is, you know, a lot of conversations with Oliver on this, and we went back and forth on what we wanted to do. This is actually our most full cigar that we've ever done. Uh, you know, medium to full. I, I think that's where most of my stuff caps out at, at right now. But uh, we wanted to do something unique, something fun. I'm not a big green guy, except for, like, the Eagles green or, you know, yeah. uh, that type of stuff. Uh, but... Like, the, the color of that box, I can't stand it. Everybody seems to like it. Yeah. Um, For everybody. an Irish Catholic, you, you don't yeah. like it, huh? I don't like that <laughs> color on the, on the cigar box, but everybody else seems to love it. You know, as the young kids say, it's dope. You know, oh, so, yeah. let me. Let me. So, uh, <laughs> it smells yeah. like money. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're sold out. But um, So, what we did is we really like the St. Francis, you know, that's become our number one skew, and then right behind that is the dedication, and then up and coming is Colorado. And then Habana, which just got released at the end of last year, you know, is, is coming up. But uh, the St. Francis was our most full cigar that we did, uh, that, that we had at yeah. that market. And we wanted to see what we could do to keep some of those components. So what we did is we amped up the inside a little bit. And just because you amp something up or you change a wrapper uh, can either help or really kind of hinder the, the, the kind of situation. So we didn't have a combustion issue from the very beginning. Now we were just worried about flavor and profile and stuff like that. So we amped up the inside a little bit. And then, you know, we did the barber pole. And I think that a squirrel wrapper that we use that yeah. is from Ecuador contrast or, 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 or the combination with that and the candela aesthetically is appealing. Yeah. And I think it, it adds a nice flavor. It's actually two wrappers. A lot of people think of barber poles, two half wrappers. They're, they're, they're two wrappers. Yes. Which which goes to <coughs> where two rappers unite. 
see if see if uh, if I have this right. That so you're using two wrappers on it, and you also always use two binders. Right. We've traditionally all my cigars have done two binders. There's a traditional kind of architecture that kind of happens in the in Nicaragua, for the most part. There's a lot of people doing a lot of different dynamic and interesting yeah. things down there. But the rule of thumb is it's very Cuban esque. It's got a triple cap on it. Um, it's going to have two binders. It's funny when you work on recipes down there, they don't like to call it two binders. They think that's all part of the that's part of the recipe, even though they'll refer to it. So yeah, it's got the it's got the same binders that we used on the um, you know on the Saint Francis. Francis. Yeah, one of the same wrappers. Do and the binders work in opposition to each other? Meaning, one's a little thicker, one's a little thinner, or are no, you still relying on the binder to be in opposition to the wrapper? Yeah, it, 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 it helps. It, they're all even on the combustion. So, gotcha. and then that's so that the cigar stays true strength wise. If one's turned one way, one's turned the other. Correct. It's going to stay. Equal. And, the, and the other thing with us using two binders, we traditionally have always used the same two binders, whatever we decide on. Okay. Uh, but we have some future projects, and I think uh, that we're, we're we're playing with that a little bit. All right, very very interesting. And uh, your partner Frank uh, is not here; he's celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday, Frank! Saint Francis, yeah, uh, celebrating his birthday. And if you Franklin, know, and if you notice, Barry is not here. Also, are they together? I don't know if they're well, I think, that, but I think what's going on with that is um, Barry is serious about giving up drinking, and he knew we were going to celebrate his birthday, so he couldn't be here. Because right. we have a bottle here, Barry not here, and Brett bought in a bottle for him, and uh, it's Irish whiskey, and um, you know the, the rule is once you open the bottle... You got to finish it. You're not allowed to. <laughs> you're not allowed to send it anywhere. It, you know, there's some mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, um, we have opened it, and that's it. I guess you know, it you know why here. Frank's not here. He couldn't get that stupid robe out of dry cleaning in time. Ah, <laughs> ah. So Barry that called in sick. Oh, Barry called in sick. All, all kidding aside, called in uh, sick. It's snowing out, and it's his birthday. That's what he called in. Uh, yeah, we, we're getting possibly 14 inches today. <laughs> is that what they're saying, or it's it's all too far? I think a lot of that's already came. It's, it's still coming down. Yeah, out there. all right, it's already coming. Well, I'm supposed to be in Stanford tonight for dinner, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And you folks can certainly oh, wow. join us. There's there's cups that are on there. Brett, you're going to take care of me if I stay here tonight. Come here and take that, and all you guys Up enjoy. Up yours. May the wind go. always be at your back, fellas. There we go. Thank you. Especially if you're urinating. Oh. Jesus Christ! A mess already. You oh, are God. shut off. I haven't even taken a sip yet. And you're already drunk. You smelled it. Wow. <laughs> he's Disgusted. Gonna, he's going to smell like a brew or like a oh distillery. God. He's going to drive home and the <laughs> officer is going to just be like, uh, I, I understand I, the I, driving. I was, I was jumping to read the back of it that says all kinds of flavor notes and stuff. But right. the hell with that. Shit, what a mess. <laughs> It'll evaporate. It's alcohol. It's alcohol. Let me take a sip of what, the little I have left. Uh, we got a shout out from our audience here. Jay Sean from Florida and Sam Redbeard. I have no idea what his la- real last name is. I just know his beard is red. Yes. <laughs> it's massive. It's glorious. And uh, they, are, they have traveled from far and wide to Connecticut, I think. It's either Connecticut or Rhode Island. In a, in a, in a bad travel day. I thought would absolutely be alone here mm. today for sure. But they're coming in from Connecticut and Florida. Uh, Dave, Raul Drake says that's alcohol abuse. It is. But Kate, like Kate. Jonathan said, uh, besides uh, my paper being wet, 
my notes, and if I say during the show, <laughs> that's just because it, it, it's all. Well, so, Casey, your words are drunk. Casey Carter says you have a little Irish cologne on now. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I wanted to read this. I thought this was interesting in the back here. Thank you. Uh, premium Irish whiskey matured in American oak and finished in port casks at the Atlantic Ocean Warehouse. I need to That's- rewind the tape because how in the hell, given how shitty your eyesight is and how far away the bottle has to be, did the cup spill on you? I don't know. When I read that. Aromas of sweet apple, and I taste that. Do you taste that green apple? Yeah, a little apple. Uh, and fresh peaches. Uh, now they're pushing it. Yeah. Led to, led to flavors of cherry, raisins, and soft spices. The, a, the middle long finish has soft spices. Soft hints, spices. And hints of chocolate. No. Hmm. Which is going to be important for next week's show. Hints yeah, of why chocolate. Why pour yourself a little more, you <laughs> I friggin' alky. I am because it's just a mess. That that's it. I'm shut off at that point. But I'm on vacation after today. So is, is that I just? A, can I throw this in, in Jonathan's face right now, <laughs> Dave? Is that just Barry spite? You're just going to bathe in it so yeah. he can't have yeah. any. <laughs> My God! Uh, I can't all right. wait for you to explain to your wife why you smell like a bar room. <laughs> An Irish Holy bar room. Holy shit, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you a great, a, a funny story. So I'm at a, my member guest about three or four years ago, and there's the uh, a couple brothers who are just always amping up at night. We're, it's late night. We're drinking, and they're, they're on a tequila kit. So everybody's doing tequila, and I know I shouldn't have any tequila. So I'm taking the shot, going like this, throwing it over my okay. shoulder, thinking everything's fine. I get home, my wife wakes up, she goes, when did you start drinking tequila? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, this place smells like a brewery, like a, like a tequila, like a distillery. Yeah. I took my golf shirt off. I never made it over my shoulder. Oh, it my just gosh. went down my back. <laughs> my my bedroom thing. smelled like tequila for like three days. She goes. We call that the Dave around here. There we go. All right. So we, we have a cigar to smoke. This is the St. Patrick's Firecracker. It is available starting Monday morning at 10 a.m., at twoguyscigars.com, you can call 888-224-4272. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2. And get them. The cigar retailers across the country to have them, too. And on Monday morning at 10 o'clock, it'll become available. Uh, St. Patrick's, Firecracker. And what do you want to tell us about this, Jonathan? What, what's your notes here? Bonum Pax Et. At St. Francis. That's uh, peace, and, peace and wellness. I just like that it says in Latin, bonum. Yeah, which you you took Latin? No, yeah. uh, we we actually started playing around with Latin on some of the sayings and things that we did, just so people would Google it and all saints will pop up. Oh, all right. So, Unless it's the drummer from uh, ACDC, it's pronounced yeah, bonum. bonum maybe right, we, yeah. we're going to talk about people what they did before they were in the cigar industry. Yeah, and one person. Was a Latin teacher. We'll get to that later on. Oh, He's I know who that is. Today's <laughs> first cigar is the All Saints St. Patrick Firecracker, manufactured in Nicaragua by All Saints Cigars, exclusively for United Cigars. The size is three and a half by fifty. The wrapper is both Ecuadorian Oscuro and Candela. The binder and fillers are both Nicaraguan, and as according to my notes, they are undisclosed. I don't think it's kind of Mickey's thing. He doesn't say much. Well, we have with this close. <laughs> he says today. a lot. Yeah, he just doesn't say much. Uh, a single is going to set Did you, you get back notes from my wife seven dollars and ninety nine cents. While 
while, while? while a box of 20 <laughs> Are you just doing is $149.99, which comes out to just $7.49 per cigar. It's a savings of just over $10 or 6% off at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guys cigars. Com. These are going to be in and out, so don't waste time if you're interested in having this. It is available for St. Patrick's Day. I know that's what I'll smoke on St. Patrick's Day, uh, and hopefully you will too. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So you playing the part of Barry will be <laughs> Mr. Jonathan also. You're going to try to use all the wrong words. I'm use you know? all my senses. Yeah. Well, how See you, if uh, I can accomplish this. Well, how are you going to watch the Islanders game during the show like he usually does? You're right. Uh, that's a good point, yeah. I don't really care that much about golf, so... <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Chroma by Lotus. This features single action, two jets angled for pinpoint accuracy. Those jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank at the bottom, a flip-out bullet punch, easy adjustment wheel, and on the side, you got a fuel window. I know what you're thinking, Dave. $100, $39.99 for the Chroma <coughs> by Lotus. I'm going to tell you a story of this lighter. I don't know if you remember. Were you around? This was about 10 years ago when the launch of um, Abuelo comes out. And it was a lighter cutter combination that came with a gift with purchase when it was when it was first came out. And this was the lighter. Oh, yeah? It looked just like this. You know, I even see the back of it. I'm not positive if it was, but I think it was. And it had the Atabay symbol on here and on the cutter that matched all in white. You said Abuelo. You I'm sorry, Atabay. Atabay. Mm. I know it started with an A. <laughs> and uh, I had a set, and it was at home up until earlier this year. I used it all the time, and so it lasted 10 years for me. And the only reason why I don't use it anymore is I can't find it. Hmm. So I lost it. I lost Baby my Atabay. That little peckerhead. Who knows? <laughs> Went in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. Ganked your lighter. It's hidden under the couch somewhere. So we'll find it when we find it. So this, I'm picking up a little bit of flavor off the Candela, which I, I enjoy a Candela from time to time. Yeah. What I don't like about Candela is that it often it has that lingering grassiness at yeah. the end. This is Candela stop, and then the Oscuro takes over from there. You know, that's what we had on the chalkboard, and actually similar to what you're saying, you always say it better than the way we do it, but... Um, yeah. It's a blessing and a yeah, curse. Yeah, really. yeah right. <laughs> um, that's what we wanted. So at least I did. Okay. And I, I, this is the first time I've actually truly worked with Candela. Candela is such a polarizing tobacco. Yes, it is. You love it or you, you hate, hate it. it. Correct. So why not make it so that anybody that hates it previously could enjoy it? Like Ed Sullivan, for example. Yeah, it's kind of like some of these Irish whiskeys that are out there. Like if you look at Red Breast, some guy might be a Scotch drinker, some guy might be a bourbon drinker. But if you drink some of these Irish whiskeys, they're transition whiskeys. Like, oh, I like Scotch. I'm not really going to drink bourbon, but I can tell, I'll, I'll do this Irish whiskey. Like Red Breast, I think uh, Tullamore Dew is kind of doing that a little bit, you know, with the sweetness and putting it in his sure. barrels. And then a bourbon guy goes, I really don't like the Scotch. You know what? I'll have a little bit of that, that a particular style of Irish whiskey. 
you know, that is, is a little bit similar to that as well. So this is the Irish whiskey of cigars. Yeah. There we go. You know, Jonathan, with this, I didn't get a lot of candela <coughs> in the initial light, but you get that candela aroma, which is very distinct, the yeah. burning candela. Yeah. Yeah, so like when I smell candela, which is happening right now, I actually get a little thing over my eyes. A uh, little. A twitch? Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, there's certain things that certain tobaccos will is do. Is that a me. thing? A candela twitch? Yeah, I don't know if it's a twitch, but, you know, for me, it's <laughs> one of those things. And it's, uh, I, I've just never really been a fan uh, of candela, to be quite honest, but there, there was something out there that we could put together and do it. So it was, you know, I had kind of my hands tied. Show me on the cigar where the candela touched you. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> what cigar? So uh, this, this was a private project for our, for our first, for United Cigar. Yeah, our and, first our first project. Wow. And and do you feel like this is the beginning, your first project, your first and last, or this is, could be a thing? Not first and last, you know, um, but we don't want a lot of them. You know, okay. they're, they're, it's not a, like, you know, we... You know, I was thinking like new fatigue. You know, it's like a lot of LEs. We got to get people. This was positioned to bring attention to the rest of our line where we don't have attention, right? Yes. So, so you can experience the St. Francis, the dedication, the Colorado, the Habano, those, those scars that we're very proud of that are award winning and, you know, and bring attention to it. You know, so that, the, that was the firecracker geek. Uh, that's going to buy the firecracker no matter what is going to be tasting All Saints whether they like it or not. Well, they're having a, they're, they're having say, All Saints experience for the first time. Yes, I would guarantee. I would probably venture to say that a, a strong percentage. I, I really can't put a number on it. Um, a strong percentage of these people that are smoking a firecracker will be the first All Saints they have, um, and, that, and that's what we're looking at to do. Sure, and but also want to give them an experience of All Saints and, and the quality product that we're proud of too that we can walk away from. So. Outside the Candela, these tobaccos aren't hard to source. The Candela and the Wick is a little bit of, yeah. is a little bit of work. You know, there's really? some, certain things you got to do. With the, you got to do with the Wick. In the order. easiest tobacco to process on the planet was hard for you to source. It is. It's very hard to source. There's only a couple people that own it. I know a couple people. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, one, I, know one I know you're good friends with one of them. I said, if we do something like this again, can you make a phone call for me? <laughs> because a lot of people aren't using it. Yes, it is quick to make. But it is hard to get because there's not a lot of people doing it. If this was 1950, get all the candela you want. True. So right. uh, it's just not 1950. EMS. They, I think they even called it EMS back then, right? AMS. AMS, that's right. American no, Market mm-hmm. Selection. American. EMS was brown, English yeah, Market Selection. Uh, it was a Spanish Market Selection. SMS, yeah. which is Maduro, Spanish Market. SMS. Text that to me, will you? Texting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which later ended up changing to. Uh, Candela Jade, if you remember Macanudo Jade, mm-hmm. uh, Macanudo had a whole line of. Candela. That was actually made in Jamaica, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. And uh, still to this day, I believe Fuente still makes a Candela now and then. Hoya de Monterey, we were a big buyer of Hoya de Monterey Candela. Uh, Red Owlback was a customer, yeah, and he smoked double Candela. What does that mean? It, it's two rapid fucking candela. It was very candela. It was horrible. It's wicked chicory. I I had open boxes there, open box for people to be able to get a cigar if they wanted to. But all the boxes were put aside for him because he always wanted. Right. That's what he wanted. And Hoy de Monterey double Corona double candela, <laughs> and it was the most horrible cigar. <laughs> 
And people would say, oh, my God, is this what Red Auerbach smoked? Or I would put a sign on it and said, Red Auerbach's favorite. So people Tastes would like try I'm it. mowing my lawn and then, and then in they my would, mouth. Yeah, they would smoke it, and they would say, oh, my God, that was awful. And Where's I said, I know. Where's the cat the shit in my mouth? Yeah. You know. He was the last, last guy. To, well, uh, that's how you get people not to steal your cigars. Right, like a I co- suppose. Not well, in college, we go out late night. We get we get a bunch of food, and, but I'd have food, so I have some more in the morning to eat. Then your roommates would eat it, yeah. And I, and I learned hot sauce real quick, ah. so I would drown it in hot sauce before I put it in the fridge. And nobody touched it. Yeah, yeah. Well, most people didn't, but there we go. So you just back from TPE? Yes. How was it? You had a good show? Yeah, it's been a whirlwind first couple months. You know, I was down the factory uh, TPE. It was a good show. Um, I really like the dollars that we did. Okay. I, I, I wish I had a, little, a couple more order forms that came out of it, but um, I heard uh, it was a little weaker than than it was the previous year. Yeah, it, it was definitely worth us going. I, yeah. And I, it was great to see existing customers putting in strong second and third orders. Here we go. The that's third one's the play, man. Yeah, because we're you know we're just yeah. now like even somebody that's had that's been an early adopter, they're just getting to the fourth and fifth turn, and and then to put it in perspective, this time last year we were about 125 accounts were over. 300 now. Oh, so, good. So those other 200, we got to get to that. We got to get to that second and third right. turn, right? Yeah. So, and I got to support it. So, listen, the retailers got to do their job too, but also it's my job to help them do their job, right? So, yeah. uh, I, I love when people say it's a lazy retailer. Good. That gives more more opportunity to come in and, and work with those people. Wow. Okay. Be- because <clears throat> a brand like yours requires somebody to show that brand. It's not a pull brand. It doesn't, yeah, you have to hand sell it, show people, but you'll be happy if you do, Mr. Retailer. Yeah, I mean, last year I had 200 nights, you know, so that includes wow. family time and some other vacation, but that was, it was 200 nights. Yeah. Now, hey, when I go on vacation, too, unless it's outside the country, I'm, I'm, I'm also working. You know, the kids are doing something and I'm, you know, yeah, you know, it's it's great. I get to visit lounges and right. sit with great people. With three hundred accounts, you're you're, I mean, you're well on your way for that overnight success benchmark. It, has, have there been any surprises that you just didn't see coming from the beginning, where it was just like, oh, really, this happened? No, uh, shit. That Other happened. than having to source Candela out of nowhere because uh, Oliver's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, stuff that happened. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later, so yeah. it happened. Um, you know, we really haven't uh, we haven't had any whammies so far. Thank God. Okay. You know, we're keeping our head on a swivel just in case something happens. You know, you know when you, when you look at uh, congratulations to the Rubin family when they have you yeah. have a move like that seventy two million. You know, nobody's for sale until they are right. Everybody's so, for sale this week. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah. Well, everybody's you're putting a value on their yes. uh, on, on themselves. You know, so everybody and they're using that as the benchmark or, or the lit or the median. But you know, this is Alec Bradley cigars that that just sold for seventy two point five, and don't take the point yeah, five away, point five million dollars. Another overnight success that took well, 30, thirty years. years. Yeah, thirty, and he deserves every 20, penny he got. But twenty nine years, three hundred sixty five days. He got all of it. He, yeah. he did very good. But yes, I heard from manufacturers. What do you think I'm worth? So you know, when you're a brand owner, you have to be aware of what's going on, who your who your vendors are, and who you're working with, and those relationships. And you can have the best relationship with these people, but certain things happen. You know, hey, listen, you know, I worked for a company that sold, and next thing yes. you know, I was out. You know, I was out, and then I'm back in. So you just want to keep your head in a swivel, so you can make the proper adjustments if you have to. So. 
Uh, it's one of the reasons I spend a lot of time in the factories because I want to know what's going on down there. You know, whatever. Our relationship that we have is a very special and uh, I think unique relationship that we have with Rocky and his entire team. Sure. So it it it, it takes a country. Uh, you know, it, it you know it takes a village to make a whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we work solely, and it's like sometimes I don't understand some of these brand owners that have so many different factories they're working with. I'm like, oh, God, I see what we go through with one factory right. and one set. And, and, and it's pretty seamless, I think, you know, for us. I mean, I'm sure some consultant can come in and streamline it one mm-hmm. way or another. But, you know, we have a special relationship. But, you know, um, this is a, uh, you, want to, you want to be aware. Yeah. yeah, but this isn't like like uh, putting peas in a can or something like that. There's so many things. Anybody that's gone to a factory realizes everything that can go wrong, including bands. Does everybody know that you spell the name wrong? And <laughs> oh, the, the Gagars? Yeah. Yeah, that's out. Yes. <laughs> you, they, did we tell that story on air? I don't, I don't I know if we ever did. did. That's why I'm asking, I I asking the question. That's hilarious. I just it was wanted, a tattoo artist that figured it out. I want to know they how the difficult is it to put peas in a can, and how do you know this? I know. I just know things that I shouldn't know, and then <laughs> I forget things that I shouldn't really know, like how like to pour a glass and drink. Right? <laughs> peas in a can, and like shotgun and something like that. There we right. go, Sean. Right now, it's time to ask the Don from Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Raphael. Cigars. Don Rafael cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Charles writes... Hey, gents, I was watching a video, and I'm going to leave the person in the video and the company in the video nameless. Oh, it's there, but you're going to leave it It's there. Okay. I'm leaving it nameless. Uh, The gentleman mentioned something that caught my attention regarding cigars that have been aging and past their prime. In the video, he mentions that there were a number of cigars that he had with 10-plus years of age that were past their prime. He went back to that cigar a year later and found that the tastes... The great taste came back. In fact, he said that it was better than before. I was wondering if any of the cigar authorities have any knowledge of cigars going past their prime, but coming back coming to back. life. A year I never or heard two of later. such a crazy thing. Can I see <laughs> the, the zombie I'm, effect? Is in cigars now? You know, that's the reason it's why I'm Hollywood not in cigars. Wow, I don't know how that bullshit. That no. could have. Uh, you know, most likely. I probably never left and you had a bad moment or had a bad exactly. experience or, you know, something was going on with bad the smoke. Bad meal, the, your wife left you. The, An afternoon a host, with Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, there's a host of reasons why bad, cigars can... Bad acid trip, bad. anything could have Mushrooms. It. Yeah, he, he hopes, he wishes he could retract that. <laughs> once the... That that's out there now. Once you, something... You're very nice. You, you turn into a nice guy. Not, not, not uh, calling that guy out. Yeah. The, 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 once a cigar has passed its prime, it is passed. Why That's would Barry it. Stein ask a question? Like that? <laughs> right, I have no idea because it's his birthday. <laughs> his birthday. It's his birthday, so he, he feels he can do whatever he wanted. Um, you know, we were uh, we were all not born in the cigar industry. 
Uh, uh, this wasn't part of our thing that we inherited this from our next generation. Uh, we didn't dream as a child that I that I wanted to grow up in a cigar industry. When I was little, I didn't say, oh, I, I, right. when I get older, I'm going to own a cigar store and I'm going to make cigar brands and all this. That didn't happen. Some people were actually destined to do it because they were born into it. Right. Uh, certainly not us. Um, it, just, uh, it just happened that this is... Uh, what happened because of how, how life was going at the time. Um, when I was young, I when I was little, I wanted to be a cartoonist. I loved watching cartoons. I still do to this day, and I wanted to be a cartoonist and learned how to do cartoons. He knows how to draw cartoons pretty good. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a doodler. Yeah. He likes to doodle. And, uh, That's a sign of genius. I, w- I was good at, good at doing it. I, so in high school, I, 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 I majored doodle. in art. That was... the class that I did and the, I remember the art teacher saying you should do this this is what you should end up doing but I look at my yearbook and in my yearbook it says I'm going to be a wrestler so I wanted to be a professional wrestler and um or a, or a Tony Danza impersonator yeah yeah <laughs> so uh nailed it <laughs> I ended up that didn't work out I ended up uh owning a diner later being a DJ and then cigars, because I'm a DJ smoking cigars, I get into the cigar business. So what a wacky way this is. But what was your thing from growing up as little and then end up, you know, how did this happen? Well, I'll preface it with a funny story. Uh, one day I was at my grandparents' house, and the garbage truck came in to pick up the trash. And I saw the guys riding on the back of the garbage truck, and I look at my grandfather, and I go, I want to be a garbage man one day. Wow. And he goes, can we at least go with firefighter? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as, as a kid, I, I thought I, uh, I was going to be a lawyer in high school. I thought I was going to go to law school. Uh, and then I got to college. I went to college in Washington, D.C., and I had aspirations of a political. Yeah. And I had a part-time job at Georgetown Tobacco, and I worked the door, and I did some, uh, some bodyguarding unarmed. I was with armed, and I was, uh, and I was attached to Clinton. Uh, second administration, the second White House. And wow. I did some work on the advanced team with them. I was actually under the Department of Commerce, lent out to the White House on the advanced team. So, And that's where the connection of cigars came in? Yeah. So yes. it was actually with the senator that I was uh, that I was interning for. Uh, you know, you had to – what you did is you didn't pay interns back then. So you interned just for your resume. And, and you, the, did you intern for a handicap? Uh, handicap he, uh, he wasn't handicapped, but he was pro-handicapped. So – he was known for it. It was uh, Senator Harkin out of Iowa. Okay. So he had just a really good golf score? Well, no. So my family grew up. Uh, my grandfather was really interesting friends with some people from up this way. And they were friends with the Harkins. And Harkins' uh, uh, wife was a, an advocate for the deaf. That was where he started oh, with okay. it. My grandmother was deaf. She was born in Germany, lost her hearing at a very young age, around six or seven. So she could read lips and all that stuff, put her hand on a piano, tell you what notes. Wow. And um, it was funny because she had this German deaf accent, so it was very distinct. <laughs> and uh, you know, so uh, so I got the job with with him, and he had this guy by the name of Jake Kitework, which is chief of staff. And what happens if you did a good job as an intern? They would send you with a pile of cash, and you would go down to the tobacco shop, and you would pick up cigars, you bring them back, and you got to keep the change, you know, from the cabs and the cigars. Okay. And if somebody didn't show up, you got to smoke the cigar, and you're sitting in there with the senator and all these, you know, people running around, and, you know, NAFTA was going on at the time. It was just a really interesting time, and, you know, you're listening to the senator talk to the president of the United States, oh, the secretary of state, you know, talking about certain issues, and you're smoking a cigar, and you're like, 
you know, you're, you're, you're 19, 20 years old, you're like, this is freaking badass. You know? Yeah. So from so many times running down, David Berkebile finally offered me a job at Georgetown Tobacco. Okay. I never thought I'd be in the tobacco business. Right. And you just taking it as a part-time job. It was a, it was a great time. I yeah. tried to find jobs that could support the things that I liked that I couldn't afford. Okay. So also that would give me an avenue of pushing my resume and that kind of, because guys from Booz Allen, uh, all these firms were, were they shopped at Georgetown Tobacco, so it was a great venue. Matter of fact, David's rule was if you were under 27 years old, and you worked for him, you had to have your resume done. You had a drawer that you got. It was kind of like your cubby hole. You had to have resumes in that drawer. Um, and then something really kind of clicked. I was also, I helped him build out a wholesale market for restaurants when you could smoke everywhere. Yeah. And we was very successful with that. And that's how I got noticed by Davidoff. But one of the things was uh, George Padron had just came to town with his father. They were launching the anniversary series. That's how I became friends with all these guys mm. from through Georgetown Tobacco. And he said, Mickey, <clears throat> and they still don't really have a sales force to this day, right? Right. He goes, listen, there's a thing going at the Cosmopolitan Club. It's a, it's a six-course meal, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll pay a couple bucks and, and give you a box of cigars. Can you go? You know enough about my stuff. Just call me before you go, and I'll give you some talking points. You might be the only employee <laughs> ever. Funny, but he did that with other yeah. you know, his top vendors. Or they, right. So my job, and they, these guys had to buy the cigars. So my job that night was to eat a six-course meal, put on a suit, have my resume in my pocket, and drink all this gorgeous wine and smoke these cigars and walk with cash and cigars. And I'm like, there's something to this industry that I, I need uh. to really embrace. And then through the Grand Reserve things that I did in the gastronomy project that Davidoff was doing, uh, they came to town, and they were expanding from a broker to a direct sales direct, force. Yeah. And I started to give up the thoughts of, of the political life because I wanted to marry Kimmy, my bride. All so right. um, so that's what happened. I got the job with Davidoff, and it just kind of took off from there. Yeah, and then I went through this hyper-acceleration, but as you know, you witnessed. Yeah. So, and then now I'm back. So. There we go. Great, great story. Um, all right, early thoughts here on the St. Patrick firecracker. I'm going to say... I taste um, St. Francis. That's what I taste in this. Well, take them out of your mouth. If I didn't see... (laughs) Beat me to it. Well done. Well done. If I didn't see the the Candela on here, at the beginning I tasted it. Maybe my lips hit it or whatever, but I'm not tasting that anymore. You know, the good news. What I recommend is get like a St. Francis Robusto. It's kind of like what we're doing and Brett's helping me out with tonight. Do do a St. Francis Robusto, and then like one of these. I like to I like to parallel smoke a lot. Yeah, me, me and me and Hercules used to do that a long time ago, back in our Davidoff days, just to kind of see where it is and what the difference is. And so I think there's a distinct difference. But if you're taking St. Francis, hey, listen, that's what we were going for, right? We, I mean, that was yes. the, that was the basis for of sure. this project, right? And, so. you're, and you're going to say, well, there's not enough. I want a bigger cigar. Get the robusto of St. Francis. It's basically that yeah. beautiful chocolate. Cake. No, actually, the way you do, we got to get the recording. The way you described the St. Francis on the show with the steak and all, oh, it was amazing. Um, just a d- different icing, you know. Yeah. There's basically different icing and maybe okay. a little fluffier in the middle. Just so you know, I'm for hire like you were when you were younger. That's it. Throw a couple <laughs> bucks in his pocket. I don't know what that means coming from you. Yeah, right. That's right. That's scary. All right, we're going to take a break. You got a hold and a lot on that. That's the guy the in the Nantucket red pants. When we get back, what did they used to do before they were the cigar industry? I have a whole list of them. We'll see if, uh, if Mickey can guess. 
uh, what they used to do. Um, the players in the cigar industry didn't all start that way. You might be surprised to hear what they did before. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, 
handcrafted since 1964. Hi, this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Oriental City, city don't know what the city is, Miss. And we are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and West Tampa White. Passion with a purpose. Looks uh, like Barry put on a few pounds. Oh, no, that's Mickey Pam. I'm sorry. Well, that's, hey, uh, it's puffy vest season, baby. There we go. Uh, <laughs> 14 that, inches. Marty that, McFly oh, called. So. He wants his... Uh, that little bumper you heard was Brian Charles uh, from Bangkok, Thailand. We're going to have him on the Ash Holes. Uh, he's coming up to visit, and um, he was a retailer in Bangkok, Thailand for a chain of cigar bars, and then mm. now he is in... Um, Detroit. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Oh, he's the guy that went to Detroit for the job. Yes. Yeah. Who's he working with in Detroit? Churchill's. Oh, okay. He's he, also the guy that has the perfect pickup. Right. The architect the of the perfect oh, yeah. pickup. So we'll have him on the the ash holes. He's and, a professional. I remember. I've been following that story. I mean, yeah. yeah. Pretty interesting. So, uh, okay. What did they do before they were in the cigar industry? And. Uh, you know, you heard Mickey that how he started out, and I did. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, what did you think he was doing before he got into cigars? I ate my first lectin at the age of six. Uh, and then. Gay clown porn? <laughs> Close. He was a parkour teacher. It's true. I believe that, yeah. That was a thing, right? Jumping from spot to spot. I went and visit, watched him videotape one of his students yeah. jumping. Climbing a wall. It was like unbelievable thing. Like a Spider-Man thing? Very much like Spider-Man. Yeah. Coming to like a spider. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And, and you teach people how to do it. I did, yeah. And got paid for it. I did, handsomely. <laughs> um, we, I have like 50 of these things. Um, moving on to Rocky Patel. What did Rocky Patel do? I actually kind of... Uh, of course you know this. He was a chef in law school. Yeah, became an entertainment lawyer, and then the rest you did a whole show. Yes, on. so uh, he was a chef, not just a chef, but he was a chef on TV. A TV oh, I chef. didn't know that. Yeah, uh, in Wisconsin. When and, I when uh, I travel with him, when we're together with you know, a retailer's house, he's always cooking. I'd like to get a, a video of that. Mm. See Rocky Patel. <laughs> Nick, uh, he he is just as detail oriented. Oh yes, I've seen done. him cook before. Yeah, and I, I'm like, wow, you know. So. Yep. Uh, Tim Osninger, what did he do before he was in the cigar business? Oh, of course, uh, he was a stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian, that's crazy. Really? It's true. Hey, he went to acting school at USC. Yes. How come you're not that's saying a, clown uh, porn for anybody else, just me? <laughs> that's how we got on Sopranos. That's how we got on the Sopranos show, was from one of his classmates in uh, drama school. Yeah. Theater school. It's so interesting. As I was putting this together, I, th- I found it so interesting of what these people did before they got into cigars. And that they got into cigars and didn't go back there. Like Tim got out and, and he goes back into the arts, but back into cigars. He was always, him and his dad were always involved with the arts. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, how about Lito Gomez from Florida Dominicana? Uh, he was a jewelry salesman. You're killing it here. You're killing it. Well, you listen, you remember I worked in retail when all these guys were coming up. So, yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, who's the Aroa? Uh, uh, Isn't he an, wasn't he an agronomist? He was a Campbell's Soup oh, right. salesperson. Oh, really? Yeah. Right? He, he sold for Campbell's Soup. You sure he sold Campbell's Soup? Yes. Yeah, door-to-door chicken noodle. If you noodle. said Christian was a sales salesman for Campbell's Soup, I believe you. Nope. But Justo? Campbell's like Soup. the softest sell I've ever seen. So, now, 
Christian would be the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. No <laughs> soup for you. Yes. So next time we have Husto up, we'll have a nice Let's bowl of soup. chicken noodles. That'd be nice. Yeah, we'll get all the information on there. He likes it in the can. Now we're talking. Here soup. We go. Um, Nesta Miranda, what did he do? He, shot, he was a big, he was he a shot big game animals. hunter. Yeah, he, he shot giraffes. I don't know. He was an alcohol salesman. Oh. Hmm. He sold alcohol, uh, I believe, in California. And uh, Any uh, firearms in there? And you know that was part of, he ended up dealing with that wholesaler um, during the cigar boom. And he was at the big giant liquor wholesaler where he was selling cigars. And Consolidated up, or something? No, I forget what it was called. But he ended up, uh, there was a lawsuit because they didn't have product and he made millions of dollars from it. Oh, good. Hey, Dave. Uh, fucking good coffee wants to know if Barry got a concussion and turned into Mickey Peg. Mickey Peg can jump right in his spot. He can. With the, with the can. Yeah. As long as we're not can, asking questions that are important for the show <laughs> like Barry, title. Barry would have said that that fast, talking. too. He just jumped right in. <clears throat> um, Jose Orlando Padron, the father. What did he do before he got into the He was a carpenter. Yeah, definitely carpenter. That's the hammer. There it is. That's the hammer. Alan Rubin. Alan Rubin just made a fortune, $72.5 million. Congratulations. He actually to Alan made a Rubin. mini fortune Alan, before that, too. He sold yes, some, he did. Kind of, some kind of appliances or something. He specialized in, in cabinetry making, and he did the, the little okay, hinges. I was in the vicinity. Hinges. Oh, hinges. And mm. sold the company for a fortune. The easy clothes, the, the silent clothes hinges? I think hinges. it was before that. I think they were just regular hinges. I'm not sure. That's why Alec Bradley has the best hinges in any of the boxes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I don't know. They never creak. I'll tell yeah. you that. So isn't that interesting? I got a, I got a whole bunch of it, but you know that that's the idea of it. What did they do before? Because these yeah. people did not plan on being in the cigar industry, any no. of them, and then ended up getting in the cigar industry. And some of them very successful. Uh, Husto was a salesman for Campbell Soup, but wasn't a regular salesman. He was a top top player in there. And so probably like grocery stores. Yeah, big chains. Big big yeah, where you'd need a relationship to get a big. Was order. that in Latin America or something or? I don't know. He's just not a killer. I just don't see him as a well a he, guy he, dealing with guy, he, he was good at what he did. Million dollar yeah, orders. but when you're doing deals that big, you want something somebody that's even keel, not you don't want hey, let's get you know, I'm gonna throw in the carpets in the windshield. You know, you, you want you know, you want somebody that's What if I want the carpets in the windshield? <laughs> yeah, then, why are there carpets and windshields in this deal? <laughs> I don't soup. know. I'm talking about you know, used cars or whatever. I don't what, know why it's in windshields. What do you think Ed Sullivan did before he did uh Producing for the Cigar Authority. See, well, you don't recognize him without the staples across his stomach, but he was a centerfold for Playgirl. There we mm-hmm. go. There we go. Exactly right. Computer software. That's correct. Yeah. Computer software. That's why you stick him over here? Yeah. He got very wealthy, by the way, from computer software. He's the nicest guy in the operation. That's, I am. Yeah. Mickey's got a good point. He does. Yeah. He does. And I have a good point, too. Right now, it is time for the poll question of the week, and it's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Brought to you by Vic, uh, VS Cigars. Is that Victor Sinclair? Mm-hmm. This is poorly written. Uh, and each week you can head on over to thecigarauthority.com and cast your vote. And we're playing a game right now of one must go as we ask a question and put a group of answers versus each other and reveal which one is voted off. Uh, this week we asked for the best sitcoms. We had Seinfeld versus The Cosby Show, Arrested Development versus Frasier, The Office versus Two and a Half Men, I Love Lucy versus Friends, 
the, the, the deck is friggin' stacked. This is the stupidest <laughs> order. The Simpsons versus Parks and Recreation, Curb Your Enthusiasm versus All in the Family, Cheers versus MASH, and Honeymooners versus Married with Children. That match play doesn't even ma- that doesn't make sense. At all. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. They're all different genres. you got two different At genres in within yeah, the comedies that are should be close to yeah. each other. So let's start with Seinfeld right. versus so the Cosby Show. I'm just going to read out the winners here. We have... No, you got to say both of them because they don't know who won two because yeah. you just rattled it off. So Seinfeld versus Cosby, you would think Seinfeld kicked ass, right? Killed it. Sure. Killed it. 85% of the vote there. All right. Arrested Development versus Frazier. Frazier takes it with 66% of the vote. Yep. The pretty- Office versus Two and a Half Men. The Office takes it. Of course. With 71%. I think Two and a Half Men was a little better the first You're couple kidding seasons. Me. First couple seasons. Oh, God. When they swapped out Charlie Sheen, hey, I lost interest. Our buddy, by the way, the yeah. guy that was the, um, the, the, not the Charlie Sheen, the other brother. Uh, John Cryer. John Cryer. He has a new sitcom coming Ducky. out. Ducky. Yes, and our buddy Lenny Clark is the other guy on that show, and it's going to come out in September, yeah. I believe. And uh, he's Lenny Clark, seventy-year-old comedian, uh, he, <laughs> in here smoking yourself. cigars with yeah. us, and um, he just landed a big, big show. If that doesn't so. work out, can he be a broker? We need a broker. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Very funny. I Love Lucy versus Friends. I Love Lucy pulls it out with 52% of the vote. I don't understand that. Of course, of course. I Love Lucy. What? Oh, my God. That's where it comes from, man. That's where all of this comes from. Dumb. The Simpsons versus Parks and Recreation. The Simpsons take it. Of course. Curb Your Enthusiasm versus All in the Family. All in the Family takes it. Sure. They shouldn't have been against each other. That's stupid. Archie. Yeah. Uh, Cheers versus MASH. Cheers takes it by a narrow margin. And Honeymooners versus Married with Children. This is this makes the whole thing to the moon, completely Alice. To stupid. The moon. Married with Children with almost 80% of the vote wow. beat the Honeymooners. Well, that's wrong. That's the only wrong. They should wrong. put Honeymooners stupid. up against Lucy. That's the only stupid. wrong. And it, the order was bad. The order was poor. <laughs> and no thought put into it whatsoever. Barry, if you disagree, just say so now. Okay, that's all it. Right, he, right. he agrees so. <laughs> Uh, upcoming shows on the Cigar Authority coming up next week. Chocolate Notes in My Cigar. You know, you, you, you hear it saying, how does it happen? Does it happen on purpose? We're going to tell you that. Also, how to fight City Hall. You hear these taxes and com- things coming up. How do you fight City Hall? There's a big tax coming here in New Hampshire, possibly. I'm going to tell you what I did about it, um, and we'll have that on the show. And uh, the following week, top 10 figurados. Notice you didn't make a figurado in your line. Well, we had the miter. Yes. Which is like a bellicosa torpedo. Yeah. Uh, Non-seller, though, right? Not a big seller if you, in, your, in your order of sellers. No. Yeah. It's, uh, I put them in there. I particularly like that shape. I thought that was, that's a, brings out a lot in that, in, in that blend until the Vesper came out, but, uh, which I'll share with you guys a little bit later. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know I, when people to? order it, I tell them, like, are you going to sell it? Right. No, bringing, of course I'm going to sell it. I'm bringing it into the store. I'm like, no, you, are you personally going to walk them over? Where it does good for me is – you know, whatever that definition of good is, is in the Mid-Atlantic. Somebody that carries every single one of my SKUs and they, somebody comes in All Saints. What do you got something that's a little different from All Saints? You know, they'll tend to show yes. them. You know who wider. likes it too? Cigar aficionado. Yeah. They like mm-hmm. the torpedoes and stuff. They so. said they're going to do a vertical on me soon, so. Wow, good, good. 
That, that's what you need. Dave, they're taking bets in the chat room whether or not your hoodie will be dry by the end of the show. It's <laughs> still wet, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's still going to have the smell no matter oh, what, Oh, yeah. Right? You, oh. you now I think it's, And I think it's all the way He's lactating Irish the shirt, whiskey. <laughs> into the shirt underneath. I, you did the Italian shower with the whiskey is what Dave, you did. I, I think he Stop did. Stop the baby from crying. He's lactating. <laughs> it, it's underneath, too. So if I get an accident on the way home yeah, with all the snow and it. stuff on there, they're going to say you've been drinking. I think smell. it's nice you shared your whiskey with Bruno. Yeah, we you go. just threw a nice shot at Officer, him. I, I swear to God, I poured it on myself by accident. All right. That's how it's going to go down. It hit the microphone. You'll hear next week. I'll tell you a whole story about it because this is not going to go well. You could actually, you could pull it up on YouTube and, and kind of plead your case right there. Yes. Oh, uh, fucking good coffee thinks you should change into your Kowloon hoodie at the break. <laughs> I don't have it here. Oh. That's, that's where, where is, where's the shrine. Where's Nick right now? Is he in Ohio? Uh-huh. I just saw him at TPE. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about what they, they do before they were in the cigar business, and I have Christian Aroa. What did he do before he was in the in the cigar business? Annoy his parents. Yes, <laughs> he did that. That's true. <laughs> but he was in finance. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Which you were? Too. I that wasn't before. That was a, that was an in, in between. In between. Yeah. In between. Um, I've I, had the most like weirdest growth in my yes. Life. I went from a mom and pop to Fortune fifty. Back to owner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Avo Uvazian, you remember what he did? He uh, was a piano player at yes. uh, San Juan Hotel in Puerto Rico. Strangers in the night. If that's true. Oh, it's the, true. The score. Yes. He wrote it. Yeah. That's what they say. You that's can, what he says to me. You can Google it. Yeah. Uh, Skip Martin. Skip Martin from Romacraft. He's a delionaire. He's a what? A delionaire. Delionaire. So anybody worked for Dell that made a lot of money, they call uh, them Delionaires. And before that, he was a submariner. Yes. And then he used those algorithms. Nice. And he still uses. A, a matter of fact, he's uh, he's been very very kind and helpful with the growth of our company. So. Didn't he write some sort of script where it scanned handwriting and turned it into type? He could have. He's made a couple bucks a couple times. Yes. He goes, this is the worst business venture I ever did. He yes. goes, why do you think I put the factory name in my wife's name? So, you know, so. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't have to work either. Some of, some of these people, they did so well. His partner, Evan Rosales. Does, right, Mike yeah. Rosales is next. So what did he do? I don't know, but I know he has a lot to do with their real estate holdings. So, really? I, I, so pizza. I, I think he made pizza. He was a certified diver uh, from Costa Rica, and he would teach diving. A diving instructor? Yes. Like a parkour. With a speedo? I don't know what the speedo was. <laughs> I always had a speedo when I was teaching parkour. Really? Yeah, always. And you had customers? Right. Yeah. Little, little kids, actually. All dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rafael Nadell. Rafael Nadell from Altadas. What did he do before? He made charcuterie boards. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's what he does no, now. No. <laughs> My wife does that. Board uh, yeah. dog, you should see him. Yeah, she started during COVID. Put some pictures up. I do this every now and then. Who doesn't like a charcuterie board? If you're at a local nice. event, I always bring one to the event. I don't like. I don't you're like, at a local event right now. I'm a big cheese guy. I don't like cheese. looking at charcuterie boards online. I like eating the charcuterie board. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, bring it. Uh, Raphael Nodell, I, I love his immigration story. Um, yeah. Concert the apple, cellist. The apple and the coke. Sure, beautiful but, story. But I don't know what he did before Concert cigar. cellist. He was an associate director at Florida Hospitals, an executive director for a national psychiatry company. Uh, a perfect I was close. For him. 
I was close. And and top it all, he he started from Janina all the way and made it to the top. They made a movie about it. Matt Damon played him. Oh really? Yeah. What am I missing? <laughs> the Matt Damon Ben good, Affleck good movie. Good will. Oh hunting. yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. You like his, apples? His partner. About them apples. His partner in in um, aging room is Hank Bischoff. Uh, what did he do? Do you know Hank? No. Well, Hank's a great guy. He, he Country all, and Western singer with a name like Hank. Mental health therapist. I was close again. You didn't again. see that at all. I was close. No, you don't see that at all if you know Hank, who's a well, great they, guy. Well, they probably met in the second. Correct. Uh, you know what I'm thinking of right now? Blues Brothers. What kind of music you got here? Both country, country and, and Western. Western. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What did Nick Perdomo do before he was in the cigar? He business? was an air traffic controller. What and before that, he was in, I think, the Navy. Yeah, absolutely. You're back. You know what? I love being the student of the industry. It's just you and know, fi- and fi- you know, you watch these people that are successful and try to take those best pieces and try to model it. So you're talking about a lot of people I respect and love dearly. And so. what? And they were successful in what they did, and yeah. then got into the industry and got successful. What they did, They're just successful people all the way through. I'll tell you a funny story. I was a uh, with CAO and we're doing some kind of group event. You know, with a bunch of vendors, and Nick was telling me that story. And I go, you should talk about that story more. You know, that's an interesting story about how you transition to this, you know, attention to detail. He goes, do you read it? Do you read? It's like <laughs> a cigar aficionado. It was on there. Anything that, you know, they always talked about it. I just didn't know his story. Yeah. And then when he told me his story, and he said that to me. Fascinating. You know, the way he looks like, do, oh, do you yeah. know how to read? That is, <laughs> you know? he gives you the look like you are the dumbest. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was a dumbest statement, you know, I, I, I said. So. so, and he loves Ronald Reagan, because if you remember what Ronald Reagan did, yes, the air yes. traffic controller Brought him back said, to work. yeah, you guys are all fired. And Nick says, okay, I'm going to take the job. And they took the military guys, brought them in, the air traffic controllers, and he rocks it. Yeah. Steve Saka, before getting into cigars, what did he do? He was an analytics. He was, a giant he was in some kind of analytics. Because he used that algorithm to do when he would decipher the Cuban boxes and work for JRs. But he was hanging out here before he worked for JRs, right? Yes. Yeah. He was in some kind of data analytics or something? It, it was computer stuff. And okay. how he explained it to me in those days, like I said, I should buy something from you. He says, you know how when they slice a piece of cheese and then the slice of cheese cheese is now wrapped in cellophane each individually and not that he was doing cheese but explained to me how he did it he goes it's a computer that makes it so it works out perfect and i would do that to make that which seems simple but it has to be precise would make that happen Hmm. did i get that correct i don't know what he was doing you don't know, and you were a computer guy, and you were yeah. friends with him then. <laughs> yeah, but that's like saying that everybody like from Canada knows Rudy. It's well, not the same we, shit. Rudy was offsides. We talked about uh, cigars, not computers. Well, right? well that's right? like talking to a heart surgeon, you know, about podiatry. And that's still Perez Carrillo. What did he do before getting into cigars? He was a musician, a drummer, right? jazz drummer for the band Stan Getz and his band, which was a big. Um, it was a big New York band. Yeah, is that Leo's he, brother? No, Leo Getz? Who's that? Leo Stan. Getz what Leo wants. Yeah, Stan Getz from, uh, damn it, now I'm drawing Do a blank. Do I make you laugh? Mel Gibson. Do you find me funny? Yeah. Yeah, you got to know that. You got to know what you're talking about when you when you <laughs> assume everybody else understands It's the Mel joke. Gibson movie with uh, Danny Glover. Oh, all right. I got with you. With the cops. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. All right, <laughs> so uh, final thoughts here on uh, the St. Saint, Saint Patrick firecracker which is going to be available 
at twoguyscigars.com on Monday morning at 10 a.m., not before 10 a.m., at 10 a.m., uh, and you can go to twoguyscigars.com. You'll see it there, or you can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-224-4272, or find a firecracker retailer in the United States somewhere, uh, like here, yeah. and we have them right on the show or, floor. Or do not ask me. I'm trying to find out this information. And you can call Oliver on his yes. cell phone. Yes. <laughs> call him at 614 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. Call Oliver. That is his cell phone. <laughs> and who he'll has, tell you. Who has that number that is completely ruined uh, with, with that, right? You get that and you Who's say. Who's Jenny? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to break. And when we come back, um, we're going to go to the confessional with Mickey Pegg. Why not? He oh, has a confession boy. on something. He's agreed to tell us something we've been wanting. He's been wanting to get off the show. I'm saying these segments are lame, and my my confession's lame. So it's like you know we gotta get we gotta get the audience involved with this. I go. want the I want the you wearing the panties story. I want you to confess about that. Well, we, oh, with Tim's wedding. We are live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you are listening story? to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99. And you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating. Is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. 
That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar-smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and White West Tampa Cigars, Passion with a Purpose, what did they do before they got in the cigar industry? That's what we're talking about today. Most likely, they didn't dream of being in the cigar industry when they were a little kid. They tried something first and then found their way into the cigar industry. Okay, we're going to light up. And uh, he was a liquor salesman, but now he's a cigar salesman. Uh, the next cigar is the Nesta Miranda. That's right, Dave. Today's second cigar is the Nesta Miranda Special Selection Connecticut. It is manufactured in Nicaragua for the folks at Miami Cigar & Company. The size we're smoking is 4.5 by 50. It's called the Coffee Break. The wrapper is Ecuadorian Connecticut. The binder is Nicaraguan. And the fillers are Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Honduran. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A single is $7.69, while a box of 20 is $134.99, which comes out to just $6.75 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $19 or 12% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, 
GuysCigars.com. So, Mickey, you don't mind smoking somebody else's cigar? No, I love it. Show? I love it. I love it. I love Nestor, too. He's a great guy. There we go. Um, Dave, we've got an assignment for you from the chat room. Sure. Maybe sometime this week. They'd like to know the ring gauge of your fingers. I can do that. Yeah, you've got the gauge. So. I got the gauge. 62. Machine. In my <laughs> bag, there's index. a ring gauge. <laughs> they, they have freaking fat fingers. It's unbelievable how bad it is, and it's it's nothing new. Uh, even as a in high school, the fingers were fat. When I was much lighter, hundred pounds lighter, and still fat sausage fingers, they would call them. Hmm. But fat fingers. Some are thinking like sixty four ring gauge, but they're not all the same ring gauge, are they? They're not all the same. But if no. you t- if you take the worst one, sixty four is probably not not bad. <laughs> Uh, I'll get that answer for you next week. Um, Okay, right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. The air traffic controller extraordinaire. That's right. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. And this is the Connecticut of the, and, and I love the regular version of the mm-hmm. Nesta Miranda, uh, but the Connecticut version um, coming out swinging, swinging hard. I think it was smart to come out with the regular version first, and everybody Wicked loves it. Smart. And then you you uh, come out with the Connecticut, which is going to probably outsell it. If you took a Melba toast, mm. and fan you of put the it, Melba toast, you put it in you your would. mouth the highway so that you can breathe through it and you just you just suck the melba flavor into your mouth but you're not I'm you're not you tasting melba. the melba flavor but you're just sucking the melba essence yes that's what i'm getting on the cold draw here and we're going to light our cigar today with the chroma by lotus featuring single action two jets angled for pinpoint accuracy those jets are fueled by the patented vertigo big ass tank you got a fuel window on the side a bullet punch at the bottom, an easy adjustment, all for the low price of thirty nine ninety nine. That is the Chroma by Lotus. You know what I'm doing right now? Toasting the Melba. <laughs> Give myself a bell for that. I thought Melba toast. I thought Stop. you were going to go Melba. Really? Melba hay. It was like eating stale bread. What is Melba? Is that like a grain or, or like a they're, they're like a little round. It's like a little pumpernickel round, round that's been toasted. It's just like stale bread, right? Who names her kid Melba? This is me. Melba Hay. Do you know what Mrs. Melba Hay is? Remember Mushmouth from Fat Albert? He ba Melba I love Mushmouth. Miss Melba Hay. No? That was in Man with Two Brains. Miss Melba Hay, which was the brain that was missing. Which is, again, this foolishness that I know, it's just what it is. The name of the movie I was looking for is Lethal Weapon. Lethal weapon. Oh, they were great. Yes. There you go. Full circle, right? What did they used to do before they were in the cigar business? Uh, we're going to keep going with this. Um, Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. What Professional painter. And I don't mean art paint. I mean putting paint on the walls and just a gifted painter with the cutting. That's what he was known for. He was also in the finance service, banker in the finance service business. So money. Money was there. Uh, Akil from um, Regis. Regis, Regis Cigars. Cigars. Thank you. I just saw him down in Nicaragua. 
blacksmith. Might be, might be the angriest guy I ever met. Blacksmith. He was a blacksmith. Yeah, he yeah. Would, a farrier, really. He really just made horseshoes. Wow, you he's financial. Financial. I think he went to London School of Economics. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mike Cusano, remember him? Finance guy. Finance. Isn't this something, right? You would think the last thing you would, a finance person would do is get into the cigar industry where it takes so long it's to so turn arcane. your money. Yeah. It's yeah. the opposite of what you should do. But they do it. Rick Rodriguez. Rick oh, Rodriguez. Yeah, he's been with, he was with General forever. He was a kata specialist in the martial arts. <laughs> he was in Magic Mike or, uh, I don't know, <laughs> the Thunder from Down Under. He, all I can get from him is he was a regional salesman for not a tobacco company. So he's been a salesman his whole life. But Ladies not a toys. Salesman. Probably like Procter & Gamble. You know, a lot of these guys were, yeah. were grabbed from Procter. General used to hire a lot of those guys back in the day. Vibrators. He was a vibrator salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson Alfonso from Atabase Cigars. Poet. Poet, uh, artist, uh, photographer. Artist. Yeah, artist. Maybe. Yes, yes. Which is a weird thing. The music thing you hear a lot, but right. of somebody of an artist, you really don't hear that much. Um, David Ortiz, Big Poppy. What did he do before getting into the cigar business? Hang on a second. I know this. <laughs> I know this. Wiffle ball. Yeah, it was something. I'm like sure it started art, that way. I'm like sure a stick ball type thing, yes. I want to say. Yes, he was a baseball player. Jose Dominguez, JR. What did he do? JR? Yes. All right. JR was a. Um, a hooper. He would make the the metal hoops for the barrels that you'd age whiskey or wine in. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> At least he's coming up with some creative when he doesn't know the yes. answer. A food cart. So in the huh. Dominican, you see right on the streets, yeah. people selling different foods and stuff on the cart. That's what you he mean did. The, the right. stuff you don't eat that Oliver. Eats. He did some sort of fried thing. Like a fried dough funnel type cake? of thing, like so, a funnel cake type of thing or something. Street but corn? actually with a funnel, if you pour the batter in and you have a real funnel and you just move the funnel around, it's an art form. He said he was so poor, that's what he would eat every single day, and he gained so much weight doing it. Now, he, now he's a, as thin as a real. Wait till you see him. He's off it. Uh, Nick Molillo. Nick Molillo from Foundation Cigars, El Wednesdays. He worked he in the farms. tobacco. He worked in the farms. He worked retail. He worked. Retail. Oh, that's right, retail. Yeah, he worked at a cigar store. Yeah. But his that's dad, his... his dad was in the tobacco business. Wasn't I don't he? think so. I thought his family had some kind of roots with Connecticut. Yeah, Valley. I don't think so. I think they lived there, but he ended up first getting his first job working in the cigar store, and that was it. I'm sure that's not what he dreamt of doing, but that's uh, where his path led him. Tony Serino, Serino Zamboni cigars. mechanic. <laughs> Huh. Zamponi kid. That's unbelievable that you get that. <laughs> it's so wrong. Tony Serino. This is interesting. You don't I don't know you don't know the yeah, story. Yeah, I know of him. I don't know the story. The story is he created Blockbuster Video. He created Blockbuster Video. I mean, video. I wasn't far off. You're way off. Can you imagine that? He opened mm. eighteen hundred stores personally. Wow. That's impressive. Huge. Made a fortune and lost it all. Skyra Business will do that to you. <laughs> Ernesto Padilla. Graphic designer. That's right. Did you know it? He was a graphic designer. Why are you assuming I don't know the answer to all these? <laughs> okay. He was a graphic designer for Perdomo. Oh, really? He worked in his graphic design and then started his own company from there. Now, 
We're going to get to it. It's time for the confessional. But before I do that, before the show started, Mickey said to me, we got to do something with this confessional thing. I don't like it. What's your problem? <laughs> What's your problem with it? I love Father Tony V. That that piece is great. The confessions blow. Oh, because we're the ones doing the confession. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 they're, Cause, not, they're not good. Because we don't do... And I don't have you, a good one you're either. You're looking for murder and rape, and, yeah. and not one of us no, has done that. No, no, uh, You know, listen, I, I'm looking... I'm not, the I'm crop looking dusting for... one, I, I, I outed myself to my employees. They found out it's me. Uh, I've been blaming Blanco the whole time. <laughs> oh, well, that, okay. That, that, that's kind of funny. Uh, I, I think maybe... Let's get an audience to like to, to write in or something, and you know they can come under anonymous oh, or something. Oh, that's right. exactly what I need. More emails. <laughs> so, so how hey, did- if you got a confessional, send it in an email. Earmark it under the uh, contact us page of the cigar yeah, but then The problem there is that they you'll know who it is. No, so, no I won't say it. Uh, it'll stay anonymous. Can can we possibly have a thing? And Barry's not here to answer. Barry, if you're listening, you're not. But if you were. To have a block on the website or something where you type the thing in, it doesn't require an email address or anything, and somebody can write it in, and they can call themselves anything they want or not call themselves anything, and then it goes there, and then we accumulate them. So if somebody... And you can really confess some horrible shit. This is already a thing. Okay. Because you don't have to use your real email to satisfy the form. Anything at Mm anything.com, and it'll show up. Okay. And that's how we the guy wrote in as Whiskey Miser that time, and it wasn't the Whiskey Miser, oh. according to the Whiskey Miser. So anything at anything.com, if you would like to stay anonymous. Well, he's going to make a new separate thing. So maybe it's going to take a week. We'll, next week, and you're listening, it's still the same shit. But then the week after, for sure, yeah, yeah. it'll be all better. That's cool. The feedback that we're getting on is they love they, they love it. It's just uh, the confessions are kind of late. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was funny. I was running some through my wife this morning. She goes, oh, that's I started of, doing bad goes, shit that's, because that's rated R. I'm like, stuff. that's what we're looking for. We're rated R. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I ran out of shit. I've, I've confessed everything I can. I, ha- I have a list, but they're lame. You know, I started eating. Dog I probably cookies. have a good one. I just can't remember it. You know? Well, we're gonna see. Think about it right now. You because you got about anyone. <laughs> you got about thirty seconds to figure it out because and you're on. Because if I sucked, now we bring you on and we see what you you have to let you know how tough it is. Yeah, right now, it's yeah, time for the confessional, brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis, voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year, All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? Now, before you go, uh, do you have a Morgan Fairchild story that you could share with us? No. I have right. some celebrity stories that I can't share. Okay. That you can't share. I can't share. You're, you're just a, you're, you're as useless as we are. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Um, you know, I'm, I've been married for 24 years. Speaking of, you know, here, so. Oh, this my, is a confession. Here it yeah, comes. Yeah, so here comes a confession. So I was in this volatile relationship with this girl, and she beat me. She literally beat me. 
Wow, so and I broke one, up with her. And you're I was a big free. dude, man. I, I got to say, I'd pick you. Yeah, how be. much could she bench press? <laughs> <laughs> Me. Uh, she was thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Um, no, so she and I got I got out of that relationship, and then uh, I wasn't ready to get into another relationship. And I was a free agent. I had a full head of hair, one chin, and just the, the world's starting to come into be, and everything's going great. And then uh, I'm kind of dating Kimmy, my okay. wife. And uh, I'm like, I, I'm not ready for this. This is I just came off a relationship. So I said, let's go to this park and let's go have a walk. So we go have this walk. And I broke up with her. And, I mean, literally, I broke up with her. Took her she, for a walk and broke up with her. Yeah, and she kept coming around. Dick move. <laughs> and she never, never, I don't know if this is confession. She didn't she, accept it. She didn't accept it. And she so kept it showing didn't up. stick. And we had this cigar club called the Potomac Investment Cigar Club where we meet and have cigars. I'd get my beer vendors to help uh, sponsor the beer, cigar guys to sponsor the cigar. And we'd get together. We'd talk about buying stocks. You know, we actually, we bought uh, Ashton stock when it went public and all oh, that yeah. stuff. So that was, that was painful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was. It, it was such a great idea when we bought it. But yeah, um, and, you know, investment clubs were really kind of a big deal back then. And, that, and she just kept. So we'd have events like we'd go to Gold Cup. I mean, really spectacular events, and we'd make a couple bucks off these too. And then we use that money and we'd pull it together. And she just kept showing up and buying tickets to these events, and she wouldn't go wow. away. And it really drove me crazy. And. uh so, well, now we've been happily married for 24 years and three beautiful children. Nice. But you know how to make a 24-year marriage work. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know mm. how to make a <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I can do it. You spend 12 of them in a hotel room. That's it. You work. <laughs> you work an awful lot. Right. So that's not really a confession, though. That's kind of lame, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it is lame. So that's the problem is that all the good stories implicate too many people. You can't. I know. That's let's let's take it out to the audience and let's let's hear and the everybody people. be an, anonymous. They could be and anonymous. Send in, and you can do it too. It'll be available, and then you can tell some of these stories, and we'll never. And know if I you. like them, they might get a little something in the mail. Ah, oh, but, but they, they'll be they, anonymous. They so would they be can. anonymous. We can't. But you you can get it, and then we'll get it. They they're willing to give the information off air, and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send something. All right. They might just want to be anonymous on air or, right. uh, you know, on the public forum. So I don't know what he, he told that he broke up with his wife and she just mm-hmm. kept coming around. She's not liking hearing the story either, he right? Or the kids are not liking it. But I'd say she's a good salesman. She sold herself to you, even though you said, no, I don't want to buy. Uh, I have a confessional you for you, Mickey. I, I didn't know the underwear story. I just said. Can you tell us an underwear story? <laughs> yes. And you ran with it like I knew it. Yes. But that's the real confession. Well, there's so many stories about me in this industry. I just figured that was one that you heard. So. <laughs> I've never heard a single story about you that has not been positive. So I just guessed that there was an underwear story and threw it out there and, and you bit. Yeah. So we, oh, I, you know, I got one. That's lame. So I'm not going to even do it. So well, I've already need, wasted enough air. You need time. a penance. Give him a penance. Oh, jeez. You're an animal. For your penance, you must buy and smoke one full box of All Saints cigars this week. I bought $2 million worth of them. There we go. <laughs> now you got to smoke them. And you do every day, right? Yeah, yeah. And you do. Okay, we are talking about what did they do before they were in the cigar industry. Matt Booth, what did he do before he was in the cigar industry? He was a Marine in jewelry and cars. You know him? I, I can't believe how Bo- good Boofy. you're doing. Boofy. I love Boofy. How about uh, Michael Herklotz? Herklotz went to Berkeley School of Music uh, and was percussionist and did a lot of great shows. And Unbelievable. Then got his first job at uh, Tobacco Wise working for David Kitchen at the Davidoff on Madison. 
No, well, we worked together at Davidoff. He did not work at Davidoff first. He worked mm-hmm. at Gloucester Street. Cigars. Gloucester Street's up here yes. with uh, David Ho- Kitchens. Dave and Jose, and they gave, yes. went down and brought him down. That's and right. then Kitchens went. Uh, Al McAuliffe from McAuliffe Cigars. Beef. Uh, a billionaire. Beef. So was it beef or was it the deal? He was growing beef and then also uh, makes uh, the silicone, silicone seals for the silicone F-16 is it? fighter jets. Dr. Alessandro Martinez Cuenca, Hoy de Nicaragua. He was the Secretary of Commerce? That's it. Politics and Secretary wow. of Commerce. And- you got to know who the Secretary of Commerce is in Nicaragua. Yeah. Or was. <laughs> he uh, helped overthrow the Somoza dictatorship in 1979 when the embargo was going on with the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is hardcore shit. And then these people end up getting into the cigar business. So it's... Well, they need a vacation after that. Wow. Well, they needed to launder the money. Oliver DeVoe, <laughs> United Cigars. Uh, family, Working. hospitality, restaurant yeah, business. Restaurant management. Oliver and I talk a lot this last past yeah. year. So. Uh, Eduardo Fernandez. From Agronosa Cigars. Pizza. Uh, he but, was a franchise tycoon, and his big one was pizza in Spain. But he started in finance. Wall Street yeah. finance makes his money. Opens but it was but a franchise. I still, was, get, I still get credit he, because he, he was, made pizza. You do, you do. Well, yeah, yeah. So he franchised for the financial world. He would finance these franchises yeah. and saw something that he liked, and he jumped yes. on that uh, pizza thing in Spain. Yeah, telepizza. Drew Newman. Invented the little... You know the little metal thing in the mechanical pencil that that holds the lead. He invented that. Drew Newman. Yeah, Drew he's Newman. like twenty something years he old. Went to law school. So you're saying no? Uh, he, he was a DC lawyer. DC lawyer. Yeah, even before that, he was big with cigar family. Yes. in the early days, getting yeah. that rolling. Yeah. Carlos Fuente. Well, I'm working in his dad's kitchen, rolling <laughs> cigars. I don't know. Maybe art. Baker. Baker. Hmm. Close to the kitchen. Are you talking about Carlos or Carlito? Carlito, I believe. Yeah, okay. Um, Eric Newman. Eric Newman. It's family business for a Hang on a second. I know this. He he still is a referee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think he's retired officially from refereeing. Uh, Him and Snooper Boys, right? Yes. Here it is. Terrence Riley. I was a Latin teacher. Latin teacher. <laughs> There's a job with a future. Renea Lorenzo. He's HVC cigars. Renea Lorenzo, HVC cigars? Something cobbler. Luxury or something? He was a cobbler. And not the no. peach kind either. I know he, what you're thinking. He works somewhere in uh, veterinary stuff. Right? Genetics. Gen- Veterinarian generic, genetics in Wisconsin, which is where Rocky Patel started out, right? That's where his family emigrated to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hanky Kellner. What did he do before cigars? Farmer. Actually, true farmer. His his father actually went to the Dominican for mining, for the mining rights. A lot of Germans, you know, Germans and Russians went to Dominican all around Latin America. Especially, it's one of the biggest ex- exports to Nicaragua. Didn't he set and, the Guinness Book Book and, of World Records for making the biggest cheese wheel? Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> and then his dad, you know, had this farmland, and there was nothing really else to do, and tobacco was coming in, and he kind of jumped on that tobacco wagon. Engineer for cigarette tobacco. <coughs> Hanky? Yes. So then I uh, – well, okay. That's what I have give here. You anyway. ha- I'll give you half a point. My, uh, Michael Cappellini, Toscano. He's an interpreter. Yeah, Italian, He, he lives not too far from me. Yeah. He was a Penn State fan. That's all he did. 
He was an executive <laughs> at was CBS Radio, later real estate agent, and legislative assistant. L.A. So he was on the house side. So isn't it amazing of what these people did before they, they did it, none of which should ever have left and got into the cigar business as far as I'm concerned, but they ended up all doing good because there's a passion to this. That's the whole point of it, that they probably smoked cigars and said, i got to get into this industry even though I'm going to probably make less doing it. I remember Steve Saka saying that to me when he was making the changeover to say, I make a lot of money with what I do. Yeah. It's going to take a major cut and pay if I end up doing this. Yeah, but and we're also looking at the long run. You know, something yeah. that we could provide for our family. You know, passion levels all hurdles. You know, so yeah. So let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> on Monday night, a semi-truck overturned on Newburyport Highway in Virginia where it spilled thousands of cans of Bush's baked beans onto the road. According to published reports, it was a bit chilly that night when the trailer lost control and it was ripped open like a can of beans, and that's not only insane, that's asylum. That's weak. It was a bit chilly, because it's beans. Sounds like my confession. Yeah. Chilly. Did you write that, or did he? No, Barry wrote that. Barry wrote it? Mm. I was a little busy Fake yesterday. Barry. I wrote maybe, it. That's maybe weak. the delivery would have been better. Probably. Yeah. Okay, early thoughts here on Nesta Miranda Special Selection. This is the Coffee Break Connecticut, and uh, Mickey, what do you, what do you think? If you say you don't have a Connecticut yet, if you will make a Connecticut. Not a true Connecticut, yeah. Yeah. You're going to do it someday. Yeah, we like to. I mean, you know, we always talk about, um, you know, doing a mild cigar. And the thing about doing a mild cigar is you got to got to give it time to catch on, you know, because it's actually going to be a big part of your portfolio, but this is delicious. Yeah. Great cigar. I the aroma, cigar. too. You know, sometimes when you have the aroma during the smoke, it's got some distinctness to it. So that I can't capture, but it's uh, I like it. It's, it's, it, a fun, it's a fun cigar. It's not like those I'll old have school Connecticuts that are you know mild, <laughs> tasteless. There's nothing going on. This is a flavorful. If I didn't see the wrapper on it, unwrap a of- unwrap a real caramel, a soft caramel. Just touch it on some white pepper. Suck on it for a bit, and that's what you got. It's caramel and white pepper. Caramel and white pepper. You can have that. Yeah. And when you come out with yours, yeah, that can be the description. <laughs> if he can make that possibly happen. That's the Mr. Miranda Special Selection Coffee Break Connecticut that we're smoking. We're going to take a break. When we come back, what if you sell out? What will you do then? So we're seeing that with Alec Bradley. What do they do after that? Can you can you possibly put a have a drink and sit in the sun and just Speaking relax? We're having a drink. Why don't you send that whiskey on over we'll here? Send gotta- it. We'll do that. We're going to continue to drink up uh, Barry's uh, birthday uh, gift here and uh, we'll keep that going and we'll be back uh, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. 
Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar and Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Professor Riley. That's right. Taught Latin. 
We're back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black and white West Tampa cigars, passion with a purpose. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about what they did before they were in the cigar business. Question is, what do you do when you get out of it? Like, what is Alan Rubin? Alec Bradley Cigars sells for $72.5 million. What do you do after that? Cocaine and hookers. Mm. Angel I, I investor. Suppose, I mean, you, you, do you start again? This young lady raised her hand for cocaine and hookers. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> did you ever see that when they, they they interviewed the lottery guy? It was on live TV, and they, they, you see it on the whippets, and they asked the guy, well, what would happen if you win the lottery? He goes, cocaine and hookers. Wow. <laughs> and it was on the live news, guys. Yeah, he told the truth. But an entrepreneur is... We can't you can't do stop. It. You can't, can't stop. stop. It's yeah. not the money. The money has nothing to do with it. And it's going to be interesting what happens. It'll, it'll be maybe two, three months of, okay, I, I, I have every dollar I can ever spend, all my kids, so I'm just going to take it easy. And then three months, and then- no, I'd want to get into something I, like welding or blacksmithing. I, I can't speak on behalf of the Rubin family, but I can tell you I've been very fortunate to- Make friends with some people that are a little bit older. I kind of use my grandfather's model. I use the older people to get smarter. I use sure. younger people to keep your energy going. Yeah. And I've had a couple really good friends that knocked it out of the ballpark and, and, and made a couple shillings. Uh, and then really did, and at the end up, hating their industry at the end of whatever they did. I'm not saying that's the Ruben family, right. obviously, because you've seen the passion there. But what they did is most of these guys get into some kind of VC capacity, angel funding, finding stuff that they like, and becoming a financial mental coach for these guys to help them grow their thing, whatever they're passionate about. Wow. Kind of like, you know. I bet he can't do that. My mentor. Our industry is probably not allowed to. Yeah, like my mentor did really well. And uh, he, he does that. He does like VC kind of stuff, does loans on certain different. How much you like, you know, and, and, and does a lot of coaching too. That's awesome. Um, so we saw Christian Aroa come back in, and you saw um, Ernesto Carrillo come back in. Now Tim Osninger. All three selling out, making a lot of money, more than enough forever, and then coming back in. Uh, you know, will we see that? And, and if, if, if the light shined on you and somebody for some reason bought you out, You've already come back already. I mean, you sit back. Yeah, but I didn't didn't make a check the last time. I made more money in the financial world than I did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I made more money in one year than I did in 20 in the, uh, you know. (laughs) But then you got back into this. Yeah, you know what it was is if I'm going to work these hours and do this type of stuff, I am going to take a couple financial steps backwards in order to get to something that I can build. I can be happy about. Listen, I'm still I still wake up four thirty in the morning. What the what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know all this other stuff, but I do it a little happier. You know when I when I said when I sat down with my wife and my kids were involved with it too. They were getting a little bit older at that time, and I said, "Listen, this is what Daddy wants to do." They're like, "Thank God." Yeah, because I come home miserable. <laughs> you know, I get that check once a month. I got here 45 minutes early today, and you got here before me. And I'm going to tell you, m- most don't. It's the opposite. You know, when, you, when you're building, I tell my kids all the time, they're in an interview they don't even know for a job they, they, they want yet. So you want to conduct yourself in a way that you're going to get something. But I will tell you, when I'm on the road and I'm doing things, there's one thing you can do as you're building your reputation and whatever you do, I don't care at what age, you know, turn on the first pot of coffee and turn off the lights when you leave. You know, try to yeah. do that. If you remember the last time I was here, I was supposed to be gone by four o'clock yeah. and we were selling and I wouldn't walk out of the store. Correct. 
Uh, and you I, co- had you I code would, on and everything. Another person come in, you went right back. I mean, like, we're in that register, and I, and, you know, the, it's you know, worth the, ethic, unbelievable. The, you know, and the, the the thing is, Jonathan talks about it all the time. Your job today is to be the number one sold company. Of course, if you've done that, you've won. Yeah. Now. I don't know if you well, call that a triple to, you're or trying a double. To farm, you're trying to farm the next round of box buyers is what you're doing. There's, right. there's there's a few customers out there looking for the next favorite cigar, and you hope that you have something in your right. portfolio and you can recommend it properly, and you, you farm a couple box buyers. And uh, and one of our biggest sales of the day was the last sale of the day, right? Mm-hmm. I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. There we go. And All Jonathan right. stayed with me to the bitter end, too. All right. We um, got a prize to give away. I work here. There we go. <laughs> yeah, he had no choice. Believe me. All right. Uh, this uh, prize pack this week is brought to us by the folks at Trinidad. We have a flag, a Bluetooth speaker, a hat, and a soccer ball. Hmm. And there's, I think there's lotion. No, that's not there. a soccer ball. That's that uh, foot volleyball soccer ball they do. A volleyball? You know yeah, football. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's where they play with their feet. It's kind of cool. It's volleyball with their feet. <laughs> and they play overnight. I'm doing, oh, really? Saying, yeah. It sounds terrible. We did this. We did that same ball for the Brasilia. Yes, you did. Fifteen yes, years you ago, did. when I first saw that ball, I go, "That's Brasilia soccer ball." Right? I'm the first one to bring balls to the table. Kid. There we go. <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page Tim, but, of the CigarAuthority.com, and Elliot writes, "The Biggest Loser: Dave, Barry, oh. Ed, and of course, Mister J. If only." There were more jokes about putting member-shaped objects near or in one's mouth. However, oddly enough, this email isn't to poke fun at Mr. Jonathan's preferences in the bedroom. Hmm. Dave and Barry, I've been listening for quite some time. And as a younger fellow, only 22, I've been listening for all of my cigar-smoking years. (laughs) Thank you for a wonderful podcast that is vastly informational. There is one problem. You sound fat. <laughs> wow! You sound fat. Uh, this is to Dave and Barry at this in this I, paragraph. I am, I am fat, but that's You're very pl- observant pl- of you. You're pleasantly plump. It's yeah. not hard to see when you watch the live show. You guys take up seventy five percent of the screen. <laughs> wow! I was liking him before at, it was 20, Barry was- <laughs> at twenty two, his whole cigar smoking career. But go ahead. But it's the noises, the heavy breathing after yes. a few long sentences combined with the occasional lip smacking. It's exhausting. Worries me for your health. Yeah. I suggest maybe, just maybe, instead of laughing at Jonathan, you try his diet for 30 days and oh. see the results. I can't miss that much work being sick. <laughs> I can't do it. I run, I run a big operation here and I, I just can't. Conversely, Jonathan, you sound like an ass when you go on about your lectins. It's almost as bad as hearing the same five jokes from Barry each week. There we go. All jokes and fat shaming aside, I think the diet challenge may be a fun but tough one for you guys. You host a great show. I want you to stay healthy as long as possible to keep it running. That's Elliot. Elliot. 22-year-old Elliot. I'm just going to say you're not writing it down so he didn't win. (laughs) Right. Fat shaming for some reason. That, that offends you. I'm not changed. <laughs> I got a mirror and a, uh, and a scale. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on here. Go ahead. You don't use the scale. It's with the Peloton, right? No, I look at it all the time. <laughs> he looks at it. He doesn't yeah. stand on it. There it is across the room. Yeah. Uh, Josh writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Money Blues. Greetings, gentlemen. 
I'm one of those unfortunate souls who had to cut back on cigar purchases due to financial strain over the past year. And by cut back, I really mean I don't buy anything at all. I even went so far as to let my care package membership lapse. It's hard to justify new cigars when my entire family sees my half-full humidor and judges me for it. At least the Cigar Authority is free to listen to. I'm better off than my wife who had to cancel her Vibrator of the Month subscription. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if this is true. I also this guy doesn't have cigars. He can't pleasure his wife. <laughs> He wants the well, prize. She, she can't pleasure herself. He wants the football. Uh, soccer ball. I also wanted to suggest a new Urban Dictionary term to replace Barry's dud. Tip biter? Come on, Barry. You can do better than that. May I suggest orthodox bris to describe biting the end with your teeth instead of using a cutter? That's right. Josh. That's Josh. A lot of dick That's jokes. That's a passive aggressive. A lot of dick jokes. We've got to pick one of these as the best one. All right. Anthony writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Gentlemen, and I use that term very loosely. I wanted to send you a message filled with some quick, witty ball busting, but instead I thought it would be better that I thank you for all that you have done for me without even knowing. Right before I found your show, I was going through one of the most difficult times in my life. I wasn't sure I wanted to live, let alone thrive. Oh, God. I, at that time, had been smoking cigars only on occasion. The cigar world, and most specifically your show, literally saved my life. Although it's nothing monumental, just the ability to smoke and enjoy the show with everyone, it paved the way for my long journey to mental health recovery. And I'm still by no means out of the woods, but you guys gave me something to look forward to each week, and for that I thank you. I'm still here with my kids because you all gave me something no one else could, community. Oh, now here's the dilemma. Will the prize pack... Make him feel better or worse? That's a good question. We're not really sure if there's lotion there. So we got a suicidal. We got a guy <laughs> broke. Got to watch this. And we, we have uh, fat shamer. Fat shamer. <laughs> I would like the record to show I did not vote for the fat shamer. Yeah, Jonathan picks. The third one is the one he already picks. I, I, which, which is the best email here? The best email? Yes, the best one. As in the most depressing? No, no. <laughs> Uh, listen, I was going with the 22-year-old. Just I don't care what he said. He's a ball buster, and he's 22, and we were talking about, you know, yeah. that, 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 that um, this guy right here, you know, listen, reach out. Reach out to me on a DM or something, man, if you need to talk. I'm always on the road. I got windshield time. Please reach out to me. Uh, yeah. Number three. Taking number three. So uh, the, the suicide guy is uh, who we're picking. I don't know a nicer way to say it, but. I, I like the fat shamer. <laughs> uh, the well, first listen, guy. We we want to encourage the younger audience. So we like the twenty-two-year-old too. So I'll take him also. Um, although the guy that has no money, but he has plenty of cigars. So it's two to two. But Jonathan's going to take it with. Yeah, um, yeah I have no sympathy for the guy in the middle because I had a, a a tremendous bourbon collection when I left the industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I was it was doing that just before those bourbon craze, and I drank that because it was cheaper to drink expensive bourbon that I had in my collection than go, go buy, buy an some. expensive. Yeah, because yeah. we were kind of strapped in between. So. Yeah, yeah. So smoke what you got. That's why you got them. 
There you go. All right. The after show this week, we are going to uh, talk about a renaissance that's happening in the cigar industry. We Ooh. believe in there might be a, a little renaissance, a little, little something going positivity. on. Little positivity. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we have to say about that and uh, Mickey's thoughts on it. That uh, He may see things I don't see. We'll, we'll see what he has to say. That's the after show that airs on Wednesday. If you <laughs> subscribe to the Cigar Authority, you automatically... Get it. Yeah. So you're going to forget that it's there, so subscribe. The thing is, it's not on YouTube, no. so you have to subscribe to the podcast to do it. How does one do that, Ed Sullivan? What? Click S- subscribe. subscribe. Yeah, you click subscribe. On what? Subscribe it depends on which, which podcatcher you're using. So the guy watches is watching this on YouTube or Facebook, so he doesn't know. So he has to download... A podcast. Yeah. And if you're on an iPhone, you know, uh, little purple Apple button. podcast, yep, the little purple icon. And yeah. I think they changed it to say follow instead of subscribe. Every okay. platform because has people were way. mispronouncing the word subscribe, which I don't understand how you could do that. <laughs> do you think that's why they changed? I, th- I think. There's this guy saying I, I think subscribe. I read something in the, uh, you know, the, I read the Apple terms. I don't just uh, agree to it. What them. else could we call it? Well, not something that ends with an I. Right. We better go with follow. Mickey, no new cigars for 2023? No, the worst kept secret is we'll have a Solamente 23 coming out the show. Okay. Uh, About 500 boxes out of the show in July. And then uh, trying to work on a project for uh, All Saints Day, our anniversary, our fourth anniversary, and maybe something else. Okay. So right now it is the St. Patrick that's out there. And uh, you better jump on this Monday morning at 10 a.m. TwoGuysCigars.com is where you can find it. Or uh, United Cigar Firecracker retailers across the country. Look for them. If your local brick and mortar doesn't uh, carry the firecracker, tell them to do it. Because these limited releases come out all the time. So you should be part of it. Right now, it's time for the Classic 3-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Okay, Mickey, grab your pen. You're going to put down the date that you think it is closest without going over. We're going to Ed Sullivan first? No. Who? We're going to Mickey yeah, because Mickey. Barry won. Oh, so Mickey is playing the Bar- part of Barry, Barry today. Barry won with no correct answers last Barry week. Barry Mello. Oh. Barry. Barry White? Barry, Barry White. White. Very White. Um, Dave, uh, people in the chat room say you seem to be drying out a little bit. Oh, good. But it still it, smells. Yeah, you still yeah. reek. Okay. So... Uh, Today is March 4th, Mickey, yeah. and um, the U.S. Constitution went into effect as a governing law in the United States. Uh, the date has been established by Congress today, 
What year was that? U.S. Constitution goes into effect today. Oh, 1776? 1776, he says. I don't know. I don't know. There's one of those that happened later than you thought. Let's yeah, go this 1782. Is 82, 1782. Oh, it goes into effect. They signed it in 1776. I had, uh, I had 1776. 1776. Also, 82. It was 89. Mm. So Ed Sullivan will get the point on that. Uh-huh. Dave, Ted Hughes at some point would like to see a video of Mr. J and you on a seesaw. Ah, <laughs> we I'll, could do that. I'll kick his ass on the seesaw. <laughs> to the moon, Alice, to the moon. Well, I'll have to do the pushing to get up, right? <laughs> well, we got to put the... You're the, getting on the seesaw first. That's all I'm saying. I'm not falling for that again. You'll both get arrested at a playground somewhere. <laughs> you can move the thing. Fulcrum. No, you can't. You can move the fulcrum. Not on a real seesaw. Is, is Mr. J allowed to be around no. schools? No. no. No, Mr. Jonathan isn't. So we'd have to do it somewhere <laughs> else. But it's a fat shaming day today. Uh, today is March 4th. It's fat shaming <laughs> Ryan day. Ryan Seneca says Mr. J will become an astronaut. You <laughs> <laughs> had him at ass. Ed Sullivan, American country and western singer Patsy Cline. Uh, died today, who was one of the classic performers uh, known as such ballads as I Fall to Pieces and Crazy. She died in an airplane crash at the age of 30 today. Mm. What year was that? You know who wrote Crazy? Who wrote it? Yeah. Avo. Willie Nelson. (laughs) As you were. Willie Nelson wrote it? Yeah. For Patsy Cline. Willie Nelson wrote it and Patsy Cline recorded it. I didn't know that. But yeah, what year was that I, that Patsy Cline died? I think it was 1966. 66. I have 62 written now. 62. I got 68. 68. 62, Mr. Jonathan. You'll take the point. you damn right. 63. You were close. And you get a point. Ed Sullivan has a point. Mr. Jonathan has a point. And Mickey has none. It looks easy. It's like my conversations. I never have a point. Yeah. So it, it looks easy it. When, you, when you watch the show, but... Uh, <laughs> not so easy. Mr. Jonathan, Happy Birthday to You was published by Clayton Sonny today. The song, Happy Birthday to You. Happy Birthday to You. Happy Birthday published. to Frank. It was published pu- today? Was, it was published today. It's Frank's birthday, and uh, it's Barry's birthday, too. Happy Birthday to You. What year say 1801. 1801. Wasn't this the uh, COVID song? You had to sing that three times and wash your hands? Yes. Wait, you wash your hands? Yeah. Each, every time? Uh, 1801. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, a no. <laughs> 1850. 1850. I'm going to go uh, 1891. 1891 for the point. It's 1924. Hmm. Wow. 19, oh, that's yeah. great for its age. It's coming up on 100, right? Yeah, it's coming up on, uh, t- not this year, but not today, but next year will yeah. be the 100th anniversary so of Happy Birthday. we can use it at that point, I think. And we can. Oh, boy. 100th anniversary of Happy Birthday to you. We have two for Ed Sullivan, one for Mr. Jonathan. Two questions left. Mickey has a goose egg right now, and we're over to Mickey again. John Lennon says, we the Beatles are more popular than Jesus. It happened today that he said that. Big uh, trouble erupted because whose of show, it. Whose show were they on when they said 69. That? 69, he says. Whose show? I don't know whose show it was. but 1967? 67. I, I think it's going to be later. I got 68. 
68. Everybody is over with 66. Mm. Everybody is over. No points will be awarded. And may God have mercy on your souls. Huh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Says somebody in the audience. Well, this one- last half of the segment is just like, oh, my we, God. We have one question left. Ed has two points. Mr. Jonathan won. None for Mickey. Last chance, Mickey. Over to Ed Sullivan. Jonathan, don't spoil it. <laughs> Smoking Joe Frazier takes his record to 20-0 and 0 and captures the vacant heavyweight world boxing title, stops Buster Mathis in the 11th round with a knockout in Madison Square Garden, New York today. See, I don't know. Barry would know this. Smoking Joe Frazier. Smoking. Smoking. I had to go with it. Yeah, yeah Philly boy. 1975. 75. I have 64. 64. I'm going to go 83. 83. No 64 way. will take it. So Barry is the winner. He's not even here. Yes. Wait, there's no tiebreakers? There isn't. I told you before. Mr. Jonathan has two. Ed has two. It was 1968. That's refreshing. No points for Mickey. It's not easy. It no. looks easy. You're sitting at home and you go, this is so easy. I cheated and it wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. How does Barry win when he didn't even Well, Teddy show Roosevelt up? was born today in 1933. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the wrong freaking app. Yeah, I try, I try to go with different things uh, that happened there. What did they do before they were in the cigar business? Danny DeVito, what did he do before? He was a taxi Baseball, driver. No, uh, softball player. Taxi driver, good, good. He's a hairdresser. Danny DeVito, hairdresser. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin? F- firearm safety. He was a, fi- he was a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> he was a waiter at Studio 54 in New York. Okay. Is that weird? Um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He was a... Uh, Bodybuilder. Uh, it's like some sort of College football lifting. player. He played for Miami. I know that. Dishwasher at a pizza parlor. Barack Obama. His, his job that he did. Uh, attorney and a professor. Uh, scooped ice cream at Baskin Robbins. Uh, okay. yeah, we went kind of far well. back yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that wasn't immediately before he became president. <laughs> no. Yeah. He, he was doing that bullshit stuff in, in uh, Chicago before right. that. Uh, no real job besides that. Hmm. Um, Angelina Jolie. Weird one. This is a weird one. She no. was responsible for giving jellyfish tours. Uh, in the Atlantic Ocean. Atlantic? Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stripper? Funeral director. Huh. Funeral well, director. Now, her dad went to my college. Yeah? John Voigt. If she was a funeral director, it means she has a lot of strength and character. Oh, here you go. There we go. Jim, <laughs> Jim Carrey. It's true. Uh, Jim Carrey, he was a busboy. Factory cleaner. Not bad. Jennifer Aniston. She was in the. Um, she was friends with someone. Bruce Springsteen video. Her she dad was. was a, her dad was a producer. She sold timeshares. Huh. Is this interesting at all? No. 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 Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I met her. Yeah. At Dairy she Queen. She was peeling bananas. You know she was with at, no hands. She was peeling bananas. She worked at Dairy Queen. Huh. Oh, she's short. Yeah. Cute as a button. Meghan Markle. I don't know who that is. She's an actress. No, she's not, isn't she? She's married to the she, prince. Yeah, but she was an actress before she was yeah. a fake princess. Yeah, yeah. Calligraphy, though. She did calligraphy before that. Mm. As a job? <laughs> Where did you get this list? <laughs> calligraphy is not a job. On the internet. Yeah, it's it got to be real. But you need to look at that next time and go, calligraphy? Yeah, no one gets paid to do that. Yeah, she did. did. It's not a job. 
It's when, not a job. When people have proper weddings, a lot yes. of times they do the calligraphy on That's the... That's uh, They hire the calligrapher. That's all I got. They, they have a laser printer. You just I, type the I, shit in. I got more of them. And print, and it comes out in calligraphy. For now free. Now they do. For free. They, but they didn't do that then. They didn't have that. We've had laser printers for friggin' 30 years. I don't think so. Hmm. Nick, Nicki Minaj was was a, a, a waiter at uh, uh, Red Lobster. I want to know what <laughs> Megan B. Stallion did. I love her. Really? Whoopi Goldberg, morgue beautician. Mark Cuban was a bartender. Kanye West, he worked at a store. What store? The Gap. The Gap. <laughs> 100%. Look at that. He worked at The Gap. Huh? Wow. That's it. Just so you know what the, 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 the I, get, the I get no points for this? You get no. a point for the gap, but you're still lost. That is it. That is all I have. Mickey Peck, thanks for doing this. Thanks we'll, for having me. We'll do the Mickey, after show. Thank you for actually having some substance to the interview today. I yes. appreciate that. You've been pegged. <laughs> <laughs> is that good? All right, next week, uh, there, are first rodeo, kid. there are chocolate notes in my cigar. I've tasted it, and some people have too. Uh, how does that happen? What do they do to make chocolate notes happen in cigars? I want to know how you came up with that as your, uh, as your topic. Well, we're going to dig through it. I'm going to give you some answers. And how to have a uh, congressional victory in cigars. How do you fight City Hall? What do you end up doing when these laws and things are in there? It's it's very topical because we're getting some play here in New Hampshire on this, and we're going to break it down a little bit next week. And uh, if you have a cigar shop, you should listen to this and learn how to do this properly. And this will be the first time that something was topical and it wasn't a solution to go on your rash. You may have learned something this week, which makes you the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.